Do 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 do. Hello. Hello. Hey, there he is. All right, and I am recording. And invite my lovely wife Izzy to the conversation. Hello. Hello. Is that sexy, sultry voice? Wow, she's been on a lot of drugs since I've last seen her. Yeah, say, baby, you taking pain meds or something? It's it's, it's Craig. Yeah, I know, times are tough out there in Utah. I'm sorry, it must be meth. It's Utah, so it's probably meth. I just I just haven't heard another voice in so long. (laughs) (laughs) Literally anything. (laughs) How's it going, Craig? (laughs) I'm doing fine. I'm just uh, I'm doing some other things the second. I'll be right with you. Just t- typing something. So. Got the final coming up on Sunday of Cast Off. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I'm sending the, uh, instead of three judges, we have five judges. And so I'm sending them the spreadsheet because for the first time, we finally got people who submit their, their picks early and not at the last second. Almost <gasps> everybody submits them at the last second. Except oh, these really? two guys, and these guys made it to the end. So, you know. I, I think it took me all of about an hour to send mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should were, have kept were, in the I game. Mean, when half of them are Nicolas Cage and JCVD <laughs> and stuff for like Star yeah. Trek. Or... I, I think Nicolas Cage got you a point, didn't he? Sure did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nicolas Cage gets all the points. <laughs> so is this going to be a pants-off, cast-off edition? Uh, I mean, I don't ever wear <laughs> pants. I, I, I'm usually wearing shorts. They're yeah. all pants that, off. That's why the screen is like here up. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, even if I wear a jacket and a tie, I'm still not going to wear like pants. I'm just going to wear my shorts or my pajamas. <laughs> I don't. It's too hot. It's fucking 100 degrees out here. Oh, well, I know. It's 100 degrees here too, and it yeah. like growing up here, it's like 80 max. But it's also we have the humidity and we have rolling blackouts. So hopefully, if I if I lose you, I'll let you know. But yeah, see, we have case. the opposite. We have the absolute lack of humidity. <laughs> oh, I know. I used to live there. I'm well aware of how hot oh, it can get. Well, and then you know, then add another you know three thousand feet on top of where you lived. <laughs> yeah, you just take the oxygen away. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oxygen is what holds the moisture. It, it, it'll just start on fire anyway. You don't need it. Oh my god. Oh, I'm, I'm glad we're not in San Jose because apparently where we lived, it's it's nothing but on fire up there now. Oh, my I, my mom just told me my cousin who lives in Fairfield just got evacuated. Yeah, um, and then. Um, so near Santa Cruz got evacuated. Some people in Santa Clara County, which is right in the middle of where I live in San Jose, they they're getting evacuations because there's lightning, I guess. And so the oh, lightning shit. started all these fires. Well, that was I think uh, it was the summer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, don't you get you don't get any rain this time of year? Well, yeah, but we get lightning from time to time. Oh, I know. I'm just saying you don't get any time. rain. We, we, got, oh, we, we got, got, yeah, last year we had a couple storms. We, we had like, like three storms. In, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also last year it wasn't, you know, 98 yeah. to 102 for yeah. three weeks straight. Yeah, we were talking about it. We Last year we ran an air conditioner maybe five days total. Maybe, maybe that. Um, we've been running it since middle of June. And we had snow on my birthday. Oh, that's right. I, yeah. So my wife's been telling me that uh, September is, is usually the hottest month for us. So it's yeah. like been miserable in August. Well, actually, it's not been miserable in August. The first two weeks in August were like in the 70s. And then this last week has been just awful. Yeah, September and very beginning of October are uh, Indian summer for California. So that's when you get like the real heat. Uh, Native American summer? Oh, no, like Red Dot oh, Indian. Oh, no, 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 yeah, it's from Pakistan. It's, 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 the, it's yeah. the South Asian Indian. 
Oh, he, the, the curry summer. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It's like Corolla summer. That's, <laughs> that's, that's why they call it monsoon chilies. season and not typhoid season or whatever. So. Yeah, the, t- tiki Masama. <laughs> tiki Masama. Don't you Tiki Masama. <laughs> so. Shout out to Saruti, who's definitely not listening to this. She does no, listen. I, I know she listens. I'm sure. Yeah, oh, we're recording now? I didn't want to get into the racist stuff on air. <laughs> no. Greg, we're always recording. We, um, actually, my friend is, uh, her family's from South India. And she, she's from North India. Um, I don't know. She's been sending me uh, South Indian recipes. And I tried cooking one. And so I cut the uh, the <laughs> the chili powder in half. And I used shishito pepper, peppers instead of Thai chili peppers. And it was still about the hottest dish Steve and I could possibly handle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we get Indian food. We have a great Indian place down the road. But I just learned how to make mango lassies on our, at, at the house. So we don't need them anymore. <laughs> oh, I miss mangoes. I'm allergic to mangoes. Oh, because we got a baby bullet. And so we just cook it. we're just mixing up smoothies every day like rich white people. Yeah, hey, we've been doing the green smoothies for breakfast in the mornings. It's awesome. Nope. Uh, my wife makes the smoothies. And then if I make them, I make the mango lassies, but I put a lot of sugar in them. And then I also yeah. um, will, if I don't have any, I have yogurt and fruit every morning. And if I don't have the right fruit, I'll get the frozen and just make a smoothie out of the yogurt. I love and then, it. And then when Heather makes them, it's uh, chocolate chips and Oreos. <laughs> no, I'm 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 worse than she is. Oh, speaking of that, I just got fudge for my birthday. My mom made oh. us homemade fudge, and she oh. spent she sent double the amount. Mm. And so we have one Snickers. So it's peanut butter fudge with a layer of chocolate on the bottom, and then chopped up mini Snickers in the mix. And then the other one is Rocky Road, which is just chocolate fudge with nuts and marshmallows, and oh, it, it melted, but it's in it's in the it's in the fridge right now, firming up. I'm so excited. So good. And see, whenever I hear hear people are hooked on meth, I'm like, you know, there's fudge out there, right? Like, exactly. Right? It's more affordable, but it's oh. better. This is better than any of the because yeah. I go to these conventions and they always have a fudge person there, or yeah. I go to a fair and it's awful. But my mother can fucking kill it in the fudge department. She can't cook anything else. But if she if she just makes fudge, it's better than any fudge I've ever had anywhere. So she's a real mother fudger. Yep. <laughs> And she made it, it. She started making fudge after I had left the house. So it was like when I was thirty something. <laughs> she started making fudge a lot. She, she wants to keep some for her, Craig. She knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> she started See, I would make fudge. And fudge. I, I would like learn to make fudge, but Steve just eats the chocolate chips. Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> it started with he told me like, "Hey, I'm gonna go get a bowl of chips. You want some?" And I'm like, "Oh no, I'm good." It was a bowl of chocolate chips. <laughs> to, to be clear, it's more like a little serving cup or whatever. It's not, not a whole, like a bowl of popcorn. But of it, was still, it was still funny, oh, though. Like, ooh, you, you're just like, oh, I'm a bowl, bowl of chips. <laughs> Have you done that, the popcorn and chocolate chips? Uh, yeah. Mm. It's all right. People. I don't know what's wrong with you folks. Call, call me a traditionalist, but when I have my popcorn, <laughs> it's junior mints all the way. No, oh, milk duds. <laughs> I like the milk duds. <laughs> oh, Craig, this movie. I love this movie so much. I love this movie. It's because you so get to much. see Kurt Russell in Stallone's butt. This is such a homoerotic movie. <laughs> oh, my God. I have that written down like five times. And it's like, just fucking get it over with. Oh, oh, oh they're ri- this is the original. Their love cannot be stopped. Yeah. <laughs>
Is this, it's, it's the Hobbs oh and Shaw. God. Yeah, I just realized this is why I love Hobbs and Shaw because it's just the remake of Take a This is it kind of like really a Brokeback is. Mountain detective agency. Oh, I'm, having a, I'm having an epiphany right now. <laughs> wait, wait, you weren't having this epiphany when I was telling you before we watched Hobbs and Shaw? Like, you know, it's basically going to be Tango and Cash, right? Yeah, but I thought that was just you being an being, yeah. being an asshole. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was just. I'm sorry. I believe the correct term is that was you being a Steve. I'll tell you one thing. Whoever set us up is really connected. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Relax. Soap. And don't flatter yourself. Meet Ray Tango. He likes money. He's a Kong. He's a go. But doesn't bother with cash. Meet Gabe Cash. He won't dance around trouble and doesn't mind stepping on toes. I hate you karate guys. Two of L.A.'s top rival cops are having a good time staying in rhythm. You know me, Yeah, I hear you're the second best cop in L.A. That's funny. I hear the same thing about you. But they're going to have to work together, even if it kills them. Like now! We'll take it. No! That's one of a kind. We won't put a scratch on it. Did you sleep with my sister? I was so drunk, I honestly, I don't remember, okay? Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. <laughs> Tango and Cash. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is... Everything, Everything I learned, learned from, from movies. movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, we are plowing right through September Stallone with possibly Izzy's favorite movie. 1989's Django and Cash. Cash, Cash and Django. Oh, <laughs> uh, but luckily we're not alone for this one. <gasps> Should I put on a bra? Eh, no need for that. Alrighty. Because uh, we have Craig from Matinee Heroes joining us. Welcome, Craig. Hey, I'm here. I made it. I escaped from prison and I got all lathered up and wet and ran through the rain and took off my shirt and dressed like a woman for some reason to be here. Yeah. Not for some reason to escape the law. Oh, just, it was not to escape the law. It was pretty much he would do anything Terry Hatcher would tell him to do. Well, I yeah. mean that also. And he's got the legs to pull it off. Does he, though? As do I. As do I. I have the legs of Anne Margaret. They're fantastic. They're a little hairy, but they look beautiful. Craig looks fantastic in a pair of stilettos. He really knows how to cover that facial hair with the makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Better than Kurt. Kurt could not. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's double. All right. Well, yeah, we'll get to it. But uh, yeah, Craig, welcome. Um, How's everything over there at Manny Heroes? Oh, it's, well, it's September, so that means it's real easy for us because we're doing our Patreon month, and all we're doing is replaying Patreon episodes from the past year that people may have not, obviously, I know they haven't heard because I know how many Patreons we have, to gather people up to join our Patreon and understand what they're missing. 
And that's at patreon.com slash matinee heroes, where we can throw a few ducats your way for premium yes. content. Or you can go to matineeheroes.com slash donate. And there's several options. So you can just give us cash right out the bat. Just hand us cash over. Or you can join our Patreon and get something for your donation. Or don't. Just give us money. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Yes. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, babe, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm a little thirsty. Yeah, let's get some beverages on. Let's see what we got over here. Uh, let's start with, uh, looks like from Vernal Brewing, we have the Allosaurus Amber Ale. Yeah! Ooh. If walls could talk, they'd tell you about prehistoric beasts and modern day savages. What? Dinosaur National <laughs> Monument holds over 1,500 fossil bones under one roof. Okay, Vernal Brewing, I, I don't know what this is all about, but hey, um, there's Their descriptions in are fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. they, they sound yeah. borderline inappropriate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what was the one like, uh, don't, don't be afraid to ask for these directions to our smoked porter. What? What? Why? Okay. Anyway, my top. Oh, his top. Nice. And the poor. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful reddish brown beer. It has a beautiful like reddish khaki head. It's almost pink. Hmm. Yeah. Nice and malty aroma. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, apparently pairs well with salad, light seafood, gumbo, and sugar cookies. Yeah, that's a Utah response. <laughs> oh, that's a Utah. Craig, are you drinking anything good over there? I am having a Blue Moon Shandy, which is, I mean, it's a concoction Mm. I make myself. So it's it's Blue Moon, uh, Country Time Lemonade, and Sprite. Ooh. All right. I mean, I don't normally support InBev, but that does sound delicious. Oh, it's really wonderful. It's a great summer when it's super hot. You don't get, yes, you get all the calories and carbs of the beer, but none of that heavy weight of drinking it. So you just feel refreshed. It's like <laughs> drinking lemonade with a little bubble in it. It's fantastic. Even my wife enjoys them. So we have those on hot nights here in California. Nice. And it's only like a third in Bev. So it's like, right. it's like N. <laughs> yeah, but I make them big. So there's like a full beer in them. Plus there's a, you know, so it's like having two drinks, but in one cup, two oh, drinks, got, one he- cup. You got like one of those uh, 64 ounce uh, monster mugs from Maverick or something? Heather's got a big um, Tervis thing that's Wonder Woman. And then uh, we have another one that's a Batman. Nice. nice. <laughs> the couple we all want to see on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's much better than Batman. I mean, it's much better than Superman and Wonder Woman because we have seen Batman, Superman, if you go into the right places on the internet. Uh, but yeah, Tango and Cash. Cash and Tango. <laughs> From director Andre Koncharovsky. Well, hold on a second. He's there's one director that's on the thing, but there's like five directors, isn't there? Yeah, there's a couple. We'll uh, we'll get to it. Well, uh, Mr. Andre Koncharovsky is officially the director of this movie. Uh, He apparently did Russian movies, then this, and then back to Russian movies. Um, But uncredited director is Albert Magnoli. Who's he, Steve? Steve? Well. He directed Purple Rain and a bunch of Prince music videos. Then this. Uh, I'm starting this, to understand why there was so much homoeroticism in it. Yeah. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> but also this was not the only director because then they Stallone was kind of puppet mastering this whole thing. What? Also true. No. Also true. And then the director didn't get to edit this because they had another person come in to edit it. Uh, Stuart, somebody. I don't have my I don't have my notes in front of me. Um, so the editor was actually kind of like he put it all together without any help from the director. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, yeah. Quite yeah. a uh, complicated production history on this. Oh, one. and it comes together in such a beautiful puzzle. That's right. But uh, <laughs> it, this was originally written, quote unquote, by Randy Feldman. That's uh, me, Steve. Oh well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he wrote Hell Knight. This nowhere to run. Yes, Jean Claude <gasps> Van Damme. Yeah. Uh, Metro, the uh, Eddie Murphy movie. Everyone mm-hmm. seems to forget about. You know, the Eddie Murphy, uh, Michael Rappaport vehicle from uh, late 90s. Uh, and then a bunch of TV stuff. So, But of course, Sylvester Stallone as Ray Tango. Yeah! Kurt Russell as Gabriel Cash. Yeah! Terry Hatcher's in this movie. Jack Palance, James Hong, Brian James, Robert Zadar, Clint Howard, Billy Blanks, and Jeffrey Lewis. Oh yes, God, Billy yes. Blanks is even in this yeah. movie. James Hong, a uh, hero of this year podcast. That's right. Oh, hero of Matinee Heroes. He's wonderful. We love James Hong. Huh? Amazing. Did you sign the petition to get his uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Of course I did. I yeah. was shocked he didn't already have one. Yeah, that was the real the real star. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, hopefully he will get one soon. He deserves one. He's great. My favorite, like, interesting tidbit about him is that he's from, like, Minnesota or something. So whenever he's doing, you know, his, you know, accent or whatever, he's probably just mimicking one of his aunts. <laughs> well, I know that he lived in, J- uh, he lived in Houston for a little bit because uh, I know a lot of folks – in Houston had seen him and talked to him, especially in the movie community. So I know that he was there for a while. I don't know if he still resides there, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Craig, do you remember your first time watching this cinematic masterpiece? No. Um, I do remember seeing it when I was in the, uh, in the eighties as a kid, because you go, it's a Stallone movie. You just, and that's weird that it's a Stallone movie and not a Kurt Russell movie. Cause as an adult, I will go see a Kurt Russell movie sight unseen. I don't need to know what the plot is. You just say Kurt Russell's in it, I'll go. Stallone, I did when I was a kid, but now if you say Stallone's in it, I have to get a rundown of what actually he's doing in the movie and what the movie's about and all that stuff because I don't really... He's abused his privileges. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things like, okay, it's a Stallone (laughs) movie. Like, okay, is it like Creed, like he plays a pivotal role, or is it like Escape Plan 3, The Extractors, where he shows up for a couple (laughs) phone conversations? Yes, exactly. Yeah, is is it Copland, or is it Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Oh. <laughs> well, babe, do you remember your first time watching this movie? I don't remember the first time I watched it, but for me, this is one of those movies I feel like was always on the like Sunday midday movie, yeah. like, you know, the TV cut on channel 58 or whatever. <laughs> I don't know about channel 58, but I know it was on like TBS and TNT a lot. Yeah. No, somebody's that, like, got cable. You Someone who's lived, lived on a, a very rich, a privileged <laughs> well, life as a child. Well, we're talking early 2000s. Trust me, we have the VHS of this thing. So I probably <laughs> watched it like early 1990 when it came out on VHS. Because, you know, being eight years old at the time, I don't think I would have been allowed in the theater. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. It was the, they didn't allow you into the theaters. Has anyone ever been kicked out? Were you, lived, were you in Utah at the time? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe there they actually enforced the age limit, but... Growing up for me and knowing kids, 
no one's ever really enforced that rule, especially in something like this. This well, is not even a really. This shouldn't even be a rated R movie. Well, let me let me let me put it this way: the only movie I remember like really seeing in theaters in the eighties as a kid was Masters of the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then basically every time after that, I didn't even know when new new movies were coming out until they popped up at the uh, rental section of the Flying J across the street from me. <laughs> <laughs> We weren't allowed to rent movies. My dad said it would. Uh, other about people, the Antichrist. other people's dirty tapes would ruin our Betamax player. <laughs> yeah, I think he was trying to tell you that there was nobody else in town with a Betamax, so it was just no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> like our Hollywood video and our Blockbuster video both had Betamax sections. They were significantly smaller than VHS, but they had them. You they say. even had an itty bitty little tiny laserdisc section. Now, see, a laser section. my father in the last three years just bought a laser displayer at a yard sale and a bunch of laser discs. <laughs> I a, have a framed Big Trouble Little China laser disc hanging on my wall right now. I know he's got Smokey <laughs> and the Bandit in the laser disc. He's all excited. I'm like, you do know that Blu-ray is actually better than laser discs and smaller. So the laser disc of the um, the original Star Wars movies are the last like the last versions that are unedited. I'm sure. Are they in widescreen? They are, yeah, because we okay. have the widescreen of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, because I have the last VHS tapes that were Star Wars unedited, but that was the last. That was and they, those came out in like ninety one before he started to cut them all up. But that's about it. All right, so Tango and Cash. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie, this movie is like perfect corny cheesiness, right? Did you say horny cheesiness? Corny corn. <laughs> lot, lot of lot of horny quips in this one. Everybody, <laughs> everybody. <They're... laughs> Jack Palance is in a different movie, and I love it. <laughs> so somewhere, I think like uh, Seth Rogen and Paul Feig. This is like their favorite movie of all time. They're like, <laughs> yeah, let them just say whatever they want. We'll take the first, I don't know, fifteen things they say, and yeah, uh... yeah this is uh, this is their master blueprint for every movie <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> Well, I do not believe anybody ad-libbed on this movie because I don't think that Stallone has the ability to do that. Yeah. I mean, most of the words are coming out of Stallone's mouth, and they're not good. Oh, um, they're not good. That's just it. That's yeah. it's it's Kurt Russell ad-libbing and Sylvester Stallone yeah. saying a line that it's like, wait, was that on the other page? And, and you know what? I'm gonna edit it later. And Jack Palance, I'm pretty sure, did not read the script. Oh no! Just oh no! But like, Jack- tell me about their characters. I this is it, Jack Palance. Me. This is exactly what he did in Batman. This is how he is. This is Jack Palance not acting. This is Jack Palance being Jack Palance. Even when we did Ripley's Believe It or Not, he yes. acted like this. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> he, oh, he yeah. knew the one line, believe it or not. Oh, oh d- do not think that that was a discouragement in any way, shape, or for- form against Mr. Palance. There's a man who lives in a town. And then he'd tell the story and then, believe it? Or not. And then he'd be like, there's a rat. Tango. Cash. Cash. Tango. I'm going to sniff these rats like they are potpourri and rub them on my face like I'm some kind of weirdo. I think he's on ecstasy in this movie. He's like rubbing rats on his face. Some sort of weirdo. (laughs) Actually smells like grape soda. That's their natural body odor. Do you constantly sniff and rub the rat on your face? I mean, I have 18 of them to do that with, so... What? You have 18 rats in your house right now. Have you not been keeping up to date with the chips? What? Chips? Okay. You mean like the California Highway Patrol? 
Okay, Craig. So obviously you're out of the loop. Uh, <laughs> so I had five rats. Pet rats, they lived in a big cage, rats love to live in groups, and a friend of mine who was a breeder was going to get rid of a rat that she didn't like the attitude of. Well, hold on a second. Is there really somebody called a rat breeder? Because all you need to do is put two rats together. That's oh it. no, there there are there are breeds, there are colors, there's temperament types. Yeah, you they're honed down to a science. So I took this beautiful little rat from my friend who uh, who breeds rats, and it turns out when she was not around her sister, she was much less of a jerk. It also turned out she was pregnant because you know she was in the snake food cage, not in the the keeper cage. Uh, so she gave birth to twelve beautiful little chips. Oh, I named her Tortilla, so her babies became the chips. And uh, they were all colors. It turns out people in Utah don't really want to rehome. So my lovely husband let me put an extension on the cage. We got all the boys in one cage. We got all the girls in the other. And we have 18 little snuggly rats. Yep. Uh, so well, that's my uh, life. N- yeah. <laughs> well, I will have to pass on the invitation to come see you when we're back in Utah. We'll just have to meet at an undisclosed, mutually decided location. But but six of them are hairless and they're super cute. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, six of them are hairless. They're so, super cute. So Tango and Cash. No. Cash and Tango, <laughs> sniffing to baby ratty. But you're constant. But I, again, are you constantly picking them up and rubbing them on your face, or do you just like treat them like I don't constantly pick up my dog and rub him on my face? I or, rub all my pets on my face, yeah, Greg. Say, trust, dr- Greg, just just assume he is at all times. <laughs> Not like she's doing it right now no, because the cats are out of arm's reach, but. <laughs> Has it happened before on the podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> and then the kitties get confused when they reach out to touch Steve's face, and he don't like that oh, shit one bit. He don't like that shit one bit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Tangle Cash. Uh, so the movie this, starts out. Yeah, but before something... we start, this movie is really just Stallone's get back for not doing Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, he, yeah. He, yeah, I can see it. Offered Beverly Hills Cop. He almost ruined it by taking all the comedy out. And then they said, you know, let's not do that. They gave it to, you know, Eddie Murphy. He does a million, billion dollars with it. And so this one is him. That's why there's a joke at every damn thing, because he's not funny and doesn't know how to be funny. So he assumes that you have to say a joke every time. But Craig, he did Cobra instead. <laughs> I don't know how you want me to respond to that because I don't think anything I would say would be appropriate. Well, you know, Eddie Murphy did Beverly Hills Cop and it was gangbusters, but he Stallone did Cobra and Is it's that, amazing. You mean he went on supplemental insurance in between jobs? <laughs> he did make a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, I will give him that. He knows how to make money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this movie starts out and uh Fast and Furious, you hacks, because uh, <laughs> we get a nice little uh, chasing down a, a gas mm-hmm. tanker in the middle of nowhere. And uh, Ray Tango, played by Sylvester Stallone, pulls up alongside and, uh, I don't know, pulls about a mile ahead and just blocks off both lanes with his car. <laughs> pulls out a, a nice little revolver. Makes sure to empty out all the shells he apparently already used in a previous scene. Right? I don't know. <laughs> points it at the driver yep. starts shooting of course the driver's robert zadar and his ginormous chin which they talk um, about later yeah. basically for some reason the guys in the uh truck slam on the brakes come flying through the windshield <laughs> yeah land at stallone's feet 
and we get the first of about 852 quips in this movie Uh, this this movie is one-liners and gratuitous boobies babe yeah yes i I did like the chase scene when they introduced kurt russell and for no reason for literally no reason they showed two people having sex in a car and she just pops up to show a boob just because (laughs) it must be a a, he must had a boob per minute ratio that he had to fulfill and he's like we haven't seen a boob in a while boom we're five minutes in and i haven't gotten aroused yeah (laughs) (laughs) how are how are we gonna know this is a rated r film (laughs) i would love to know what the new director put in and what the old director did first because i mean from what i understand it seems like they added a lot more of the shower scenes and the gratuitous nudity with the second director yeah, with the the guy that did Purple Rain, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, apparently, okay, well, fun fact, uh, apparently the reason Andre Kontrolovsky or whatever was replaced was because uh, he wanted to take it like a super serious route. And, uh, you know, apparently the producers wanted something funny, you know, more Beverly Hills Cop-ish. Uh, so, yeah, they replaced him with, uh, what's his name, Albert, Albert Magnoli, and apparently three or four others along the way, just whoever <laughs> would do what they wanted, so... Imagine a serious tango in cash. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. I, mean, I don't. I, the, just the premise of the movie doesn't work if it's serious. I mean, <laughs> never mind the acting. Never mind the stunts and the ending. Just the premise of the movie doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cash's gun. Can we talk about Cash's gun and the like laser sight that's like twice yeah. as big as the actual gun? <laughs> He always did that. Every gun he has has a laser sight on it. Not only did he have the one that he had on him in the first part, but at the end of the movie, he's got the only rifle with a laser yeah, sight on it. That's his thing. It was the 80s. That's how big lasers were back then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah you had to put like the D-cell batteries and shit. <laughs> or, like, Didn't a... you see Real Genius? <laughs> you know damn well I've seen Real Genius. I know you. So <laughs> you saw how big that laser is. Nowadays, they're, you know, they're the size of a D-cell, I mean, a AAA battery. But hey, back then, yeah, that's how keys. big those babies were. Yeah, but, Kids just don't understand how difficult it was to have lasers back in the day. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't like a little turn crank on the side for it. <laughs> this is really messing with my shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah speaking so, yeah, of that, could... he, he, he knew his weapon had been touched just by looking at it. Like, come on. Yeah, that was like, yeah, after the chasing, Kurt Russell uh, chases down, I, I don't know, one of the bad guys from Big Trouble in Little China or something. And like, you know, crashing through mirrors and windows and through the parking lot and all kinds of shit. <laughs> it, and then, yeah, he gets to the, the, to the gas, uh, not the gas station, the police station. <laughs> and like the guys walk by at the pizza. Oh, pizza, sweet. I don't want police station pizza. I don't know about you. Well, if you've been j- just chased by the guy who's going to end up being the person they stick in a box in Ocean's Eleven, you would want some pizza, too. <laughs> Wait, was that the same actor? No, it's just that oh, he looked. Okay. Like, he was just a tiny little guy, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I say. <laughs> like time, time was very kind to him. You know, ten years later. <laughs> uh, oh, and of course, uh, after uh, Tango's uh, intro thing, the all right. This is the thing that always got me with the uh, the scene where he like pulls over the tanker and like you know shoots a live round at a gas tanker right. that's confirmed filled with gas. For sure. But hits the line and it's, oh, there's cocaine or whatever in it. It's okay. snowing. Yeah. That's the line. It's a joke. You can't, you have to think of a joke. You can't be, you know, you can't go, oh, it's cocaine. No, it's snowing. And followed with, anybody want to get high? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but then, 
Jack Palance and James Hong do a drive-by at the crime scene there to like give exposition of like, oh, it looks like they've got another one of my tankers. <laughs> and I'm like, were they just like three miles behind this gas tanker the whole time? Apparently. This guy is the biggest micromanaging boss in the history of crime. I mean, he might as well just do the jobs himself because he's already there. He goes to the prison. You don't go to the prison. Even if you can smuggle people in and out, you don't go to the prison because when all the police showed up, which they did, they would have found him. I'm so upset about this. I, yeah. Like I said, the whole premise is just crazy that it does, it does not work on any level except that Kurt Russell's great in it. Yeah. Kurt Russell's the best! <laughs> Oh, but but what about Terry Hatcher? Because we meet her shortly too, uh, Catherine. Um, by the way, never even watching it as a kid thought that it was Stallone's girlfriend. Always thought it was his daughter. <laughs> and you're bo- both wrong. I was wrong on two counts. It's uh... exactly. <laughs> but oh, it's you can see she's got that sweet. I just got out of college round face. Oh, yeah. so cute. <laughs> yeah. Then we find out that she is the least interesting stripper in the club. <laughs> is she even technically a stripper <laughs> no but she's supposed to be everybody else because that's another gratuitous tit shot oh yeah when they go backstage yeah i was like oh yeah this wasn't in the tv edit i like this <laughs> oh, yeah. and that's yeah, her... how we know that the purple rain director is in there because basically she's supposed to be sheila e yeah she just comes out and there's a dancing and the drumming and it's like is that hot i mean i mean she's a fetching woman but well, the drums are just in the way. I don't know. <laughs> I just like how yeah. she can hear that um, Kurt Russell in that club with all the music and everything going. She could hear her name whispered over the crowd. <laughs> no yeah, one calls she... me Catherine. How did you hear him say Catherine? They could, you couldn't even hear sticks from the damn the bartender was three feet away from you. Well, obviously, she has the ears of a musician. She picks up on little things that mere mortals cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so so Jack Palance uh, is basically the head of this I don't know criminal organization that has like five or six other generals, James Hong, uh, some guy who I think is supposed to be Russian or maybe South American. I don't know. Uh, there's Brian he's James. To be Russian. I, is he supposed to be Russian? Okay, yeah, because yeah, oh. the accent kind of goes all over the place. So it was like uh, I don't know. What? No. <laughs> he could be Pudlovsky. He could be Tony Montana. I don't know. <laughs> But then there's Brian James, who I think is Australian, but nope. I has he's like Cock- he's Cockney, Cockney accent. Yeah, That's, yeah, he's it's a bad Cockney accent that he's. Yes, it does sound Australian at times, but no, he's he's supposed to be English. So wrong. I was just I was like, oh, he's must be South Africa. He must be he must be South African. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he's got this plan where you know Tango and Cash of. Uh, what does he say? Stolen like $60 million in money and drugs. And so, instead of just killing them, like, let's face it, anybody would. It's like, no, that would just make them martyrs. And then the LAPD would be after us because they're not after us now, right? Uh, so instead. Well, no, they've paid off enough of the LAPD. <laughs> but if they kill off the two good cops, then the d- dirty cops actually have to do something. Well, Damn it. Are there any good cops left besides the captain? Because when they set them up, it seemed like two entire precincts showed up to arrest them or yeah. frame them. It wasn't like three cops who could be on the take. There was a crap load and it was immediately like, and it's all on tape. And uh, we'd like to see um, the actor from the Fisher King, the, with the, the, who's the audio expert. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, there's also the uh, the the other witness uh, who I just know as the guy from Total Recall who sweats. <laughs> oh yes, Jabba the Hutt they called him. But yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and I thought we'd see him again. We'd never see him again. No, they uh, uh, the, uh, Tango went to his house later, didn't he? Or was that? I don't remember. I mean, I paid actually paid attention to the movie. I don't remember seeing him again. Yeah, I, I think I think he was the one where it was like they uh, he went to his house um, and he was just singing like a fucking canary. He's like, I'll tell him whatever you want. Get him over here right now. And then he like made a run for it and his car exploded. That was him. I must have missed something. Maybe I had a seizure and fell over. <laughs> it happens. No, wait, wait. <laughs> Craig, do you smell toast? I am tasting uh, copper. Oh, boy. But then, right, well, but that means I don't have COVID, so that's great because I can smell and taste, so I'm okay. Hey, all is well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so that's the whole plan. Set them up. They go. They go on trial for the murder of this guy whose body they just found when they were sneaking in. You know, by themselves because God forbid mm-hmm. you should have a partner or a whole unit coming in to raid a place whatever uh but uh yeah so so then we get a, a trial uh where i assume they have the lawyer from con air um as they're right? representing them because <laughs> they're basically like yeah they got all this evidence you should just like give up man like uh take a plea deal um <laughs> and of course yeah uh, I have written down like why and Izzy was like, oh yeah. For character assassination. Yeah, yeah. they were going to show that this guy, that's how he found out about the place. They, is, uh, he, yeah. he beat up the little guy in the bathroom and stuck the chair on him and then he gave him the information and he showed up at the place. He showed up at the place where there was a dead body ergo they weren't there with the dead body when it was killed. But yeah, but they they're being the framed audience. for that guy's murder. Yeah. It's the the dead guy's mur- the, the, the the dead guy who's murdered there is who they're yeah that's they're that's why they're for. being assigned that's why they're going to jail is because they killed that guy or aimed to it, kill that guy and he was a federal agent I think yeah so okay so so hear me out what I'm hearing is they interrogated this guy he said hey go to this place they showed up there was a dead body uh, allegedly evidence of them having a whole premeditated conversation of meeting up with somebody there and then saying like, yeah, I like working with cops because they're always dirty. Pop, pop, pop. And yeah, well, then like, they find like the... that's a real thing because they even know about the place until the guy told them to like, go there. Are you trying to make sense of this movie? I told I, you from the very beginning, there's I'm no way. It doesn't work. Okay, okay, so reasonable doubt. They show up, but then obviously the dead body had a wire on it because he was a police informant quote unquote and then on the audio is when we get the audio that the the little guy is like oh yes i not i analyzed this and uh it's totally true and it's like hey so uh we're totally gonna pop this guy right yeah oh but i did everything you asked yeah uh-huh. And it didn't go to jury because they copped the plea. So maybe if they had gone to jury, you could have gotten some reasonable doubt. But when you cop a plea, you eliminate the jury and there's no reasonable doubt. Yep. So you get 18 months for voluntary manslaughter. Yep. I mean, being a cop's not too bad. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, self-defense, babe. You don't know that now? You don't. I'm surprised. You know it was a setup because these cops actually went to court. Yeah, that's exactly it. (laughs) Thank you for proving my point even further, Craig. Yeah, you can't do this movie now because cops don't go to jail. Cops don't get arrested. Cops don't even go to trial. Looking right. at you, <laughs> Missouri. Or wait, was it Ohio? Where's Where's Breonna Taylor? I don't know. It's all fucking over. All of them. All Kentucky. of them. It was Louisville, Kentucky. But that's hey, just that's one a- of many. So yes. 
that's where they filmed mom and dad fun fact all right uh, <laughs> so yeah so they uh they're, they're off to prison you know they, they they think they're going to lone poke uh with a minimal security golf course or something i don't know uh but it ends up being the prison they weren't expecting which looks like a a Russian gulag, which is I saw had the Russian director. They went to Shawshank. Yeah, hell yeah! That place hey, I've like seen a, that movie now. <laughs> that place looked like a horrible English castle. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And then of course, uh, this is where we get Craig's favorite scene. Yeah, the shower scene. Yeah, boom. Yeah, oh, because so much fan meat. Last time I, uh, I mean, last time I was in prison, they didn't let me shower that long with another person unsupervised. Or there was like 15 people there. And yeah, of course, supervised. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're talking of the strategy. They're talking about all kinds of stuff. They're just, you know, they even dropped the soap because they got to make that joke. And they're making penis sized jokes. Yeah. It's, it's everything you want from two middle aged guys naked in a movie. Yeah, it's homoeroticism mm. to the max. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> oh. I think we have a WAP going on over there. Oh boy! <laughs> do, do you know what WAP is? No. It's a badass. You, you don't know the big Cardi B song it's, that's it's hitting the Ben the... Shapiro. It's Cardi oh, okay. B. It's it's okay. It's trending. There's some whores in the house. There's some whores in the house. I said certified freak. Seven days a week Wet ass pussy Make that pull out game weak Beat it up baby Catch a charge Extra large and extra hard Whatever you do, don't Google it. I thought I'd be relevant. I thought I'd be so cool for the kids and be up to date with the lingo and use WAP and use it properly and to no avail. Why why, why do you think that I'm up to date on any kind of lingo? It wasn't for you. It was for your four or five listeners. Diana, are you up to date on the WAP lingo? Brendan? Damn it, Craig. I'll have you know we have nearly a dozen listeners. (laughs) We have 18, from what I understand. All right. Yeah, all the rats. I'm sure they listen. Yeah, they do. Uh, but they they all share a download. Don't worry, that's about seven <laughs> more than I've got. <laughs> uh, but uh, after they get all fresh and clean in their little shower scene, mm, so fresh and so clean. Uh, Tango and Cash are taken to general population, where I don't know. They're apparently having some sort of flaming fire parade. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I always see this in in prison movies, and it's like. That doesn't happen, right? I mean... It, it does during an actual riot, but I don't believe they can just, like, throw it outside their cells. I think they have to actually be outside. I mean, it it seems like they were much more concerned about getting those two to their prison cell and not worried about the fire, but not so concerned that they couldn't let Sylvester Stallone stop and assault somebody on the way to his room. Well, to be fair, it was Robert Zadar, and... He deserved it. As I know from Samurai Cop, he's just got a face for punching. <laughs> Tank tops are my thing! Now, is, is that gentleman still with us, or has he passed? Uh, unfortunately, I believe he has passed. Because yeah. I would rather have seen him than Rami Malek play... Freddie Mercury? Yes, Freddie Mercury. Ooh. Oh, boy. Because I don't think it would have been much different, and he would have <laughs> saved so much money on the special effects. 
<laughs> uh, can you imagine him with the little horse teeth or whatever that Remy Malik had to wear? Uh, oh, he just has to put on the mustache and he's got it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then we, uh, and then we also meet uh, uh, Tango's cellmate, Clint Howard. <laughs> yes, I was so happy to see him. I love Clint Howard. He's great. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> but but in this one, you know, he's a tough guy. He's slinky. He killed his best friend, you see? I even no, got a clip out of it here myself. He's just crazy, that's all. He's just doing what you're supposed to do when you're new in prison, except he's doing it because he's been there a while. You're supposed to walk up to the biggest guy and punch him. Well, when the new guy comes in, you're supposed to act crazy and like, hey, don't screw with me. But, you, you know, it's still it's alone. You, you, you're you're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> By Clint Howard. Wait. Oh, you mean the other way. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get your slinky wrapped around your head. I don't see how that would have held him down. It, uh, yeah. Well, well, yeah, that's how he uh, basically puts him to sleep, his time up, and there's like, and, and then we get some late night visitors. That's right. Oh, shit. Some other inmates come in, jack both Tango and Cash and take them. Then Jack Palance is there for some reason. I'm like, why? Again, he wants to watch on. the job get done. Yeah. He's a hands on type of guy. He, I love how everything is on videotape or on uh, remote camera, closed circuit televisions, but he still has to be in the room. So what's the point of all the video cameras if he's got to well, be there? So we can watch it later to thap off too, obviously. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to be there, but God damn it, he doesn't want to touch anything. <laughs> I don't understand why he'd even risk going into the prison. And then, of course, uh, in the middle of it, the cops show up. And he he really doesn't have that much of an escape route. I don't understand how he got in or out or avoided the but, cops. It's but just there was stupid. the that little thing of steam, and he just kind of backed into it, and you know did his best Batman. And that's exactly but, why he shows up in Batman one year later. <laughs> he was going between the movies. That's what that that whole thing was. He's <laughs> like, now if you'll excuse me, I'll be right over here. I've got to go play the same character in Batman. Ooh, I'm my number one. God. <laughs> Stop sharing our pillow talk with oh, the whole. <laughs> oh. They didn't know it was our pillow talk until you said it. <laughs> and then all 18 rats are watching you at the same time. You guys are yeah. weird. Yeah. Is it weird that makes it better? All right. So, <laughs> so, yeah, after they get electrocuted or whatever, the cops come in and save them. And uh, we find out it's one of uh, Cash's buddies, Max, uh, <gasps> who's like the assistant warden or something at this prison. And basically, he's like, yeah, obviously, you guys were, like, set up, but they're going to kill you. So uh, I got a plan for you to get out of here. And uh, he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then uh, and then we find out what FUBAR means. Yeah. Oh, we knew what FUBAR meant. You didn't yeah, know what FUBAR well, meant? Well, of course. <laughs> I, I knew what FUBAR meant. But then again, my dad was a cop. And <laughs> I, I believe this was, like, one of his uh, top ten favorite movies of all time. I so. knew I liked your dad. <laughs> yeah, but this is an expression from the 40s. This is something they said in World War II. So it's not like a new hip lingo thing back in the 80s. Well, it's new to Stallone. I just, I, again. He's been living his, uh, you know, his, his white-collar, button-up lifestyle. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you know that if you're a cop... Spending money on investments wearing, you know, stockbroker outfits in the 80s, you're Gordon Gecko with a badge. People are going to try to frame you. Yeah. Yeah. It just happened in the 90s, too, to Will Smith. Bad boys. Bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do? I know he was more of a trust trust fund baby or whatever, but. Should, yeah. But same thing. Just there yeah. for the action. That's right. Bad boys, you hacks. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) 
so yeah, so the plan involves uh, Tango and Cash doing trash duty, but uh, Tango doesn't want anything to do with it. He's like, whatever, I'm just going to serve my 18 months or whatever and get out of here. And uh, Whatever. So Ka- whatever. Whatever, I do what I want. And, <laughs> and so uh, Cash does trash duty in the rain, but then runs off and, I don't know, has to take out a secret wall like it's a fucking Zelda game and go down into the air ducts, I guess. I, I don't know. It's some kind of ventilation system because you got to get all of that male scent out of the prison, out into the open. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's basically the set from Daylight a few years later with the giant fans and everything. And uh, <laughs> but then uh, but then he gets trapped because uh, basically he's just about to escape. But then there's a call like, "Hey, Cash!" And then his buddy Max's corpse is thrown down at him. No. And then there's dogs immediately behind, and I feel like the dogs would follow the corpse down there. Just saying that the co- the dogs were being held back by their trainers. Mm, that's right; they're not going to jog. So yeah, so he's cornered, and then the fans kick back on. So he's triple cornered. He can't get out of there. <laughs> and this is where I've written down. You know, I just realized Stallone's in a lot of Prison Break movies. Yeah, because there's this, there's Judge Dredd. There's like three or four escape plan movies. There's lockup, mm-hmm. and that's just what I, I have off the top of my well, head. And it's only Kurt Russell's net. This is his first escape uh, from a prison movie. <laughs> escape from a prison city, perhaps. Perhaps yeah, maybe from... two prison cities. Yeah. Well, the other one's later, so this is his interim escape from a prison. City. Oh, yeah. True. True. As we just did, Escape from New York for our podcast at MadneyHeroes.com. Yeah. Oh, and we're, that curr- movie too. we're currently living in the uh, the yes. information leading up to escape from LA. Oh, keep your eyes on Cleveland, guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what happens from here? Oh yeah, slide to the rescue. Uh, he like stops one of the fans. They get out of there. That's right. They have to like escape the prison by like <laughs> jumping onto like live wires and using their belts to like slide out, uh, sl- slide over the fence and out of there. But Sly gets tripped up because Robert Zadar pops up the last second. Rah! And they have a fight. And then, uh, yeah, Sly basically, what does he do? Yeah, that's right. He, like, undoes the chain that he's wrapped up with while Zadar's, like, I, I don't know, just yelling at him, like, bark, doggy, bark. And yeah, then well, and then he, like, kicks him into a transformer. No, he doesn't even kick him. He just undoes the chain wrapped around his legs and Zadar, like, loses his balance and falls into it. Yeah. It's like, okay, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much wraps up this whole movie. Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they get outside the fence and then uh they're like, all right, well uh good luck on the outside, and they split up. But uh of course Tango says, uh, hey, if you ever get in trouble on the outside, look up Catherine at the was the Cleopatra Club or something like that. And he's like, Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> so then I owe you one. Go- Don't forget he looked him in the eyes and said, I owe you I owe you one, thank you. He was very Kurt Russell was very contrite and very thankful. Yeah. Which you don't see in a lot of these buddy cop movies until the very end. And this was halfway through the movie. He was showing, hey, thanks a lot. And that's the equivalent of as you wish. That day she was amazed to discover that when he was saying as you wish, what he meant was, I love you. <laughs> that's pretty the much the first time he said I love you. That's as close as you get to I love you is right. That's exactly right. He looked him in long in the eyes and said I will go down on you if you need me to. So, whatever you want, Stallone. Anytime, Pee Wee. <laughs> Tripod, he called him one time. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. He kept on alternating <laughs> insults between being too big and too small. Like you call a big guy tiny, or you call a little guy oh, huge. Craig. Or whatever. Craig, did you not do the sports when you were a kid? <laughs> I did the sports, but I didn't pay attention to my other people. I was I was kind of showed up, played the game, and went home. So he didn't it's, really do. It's the just sports. a lot of a lot of confusing insults. You can just kind of sit back, you know, with your logical brain. You're just like, why, is it, why are we even talking about this right now? What <laughs> what What's the real problem, Dylan? Yeah. <laughs> Calling you out, Dylan. <laughs> wow, you must have some No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Steve has some uh some deep unresolved issues here. Were there some feelings that you couldn't share because you were afraid that it might cause a problem? Not for me. <laughs> oh, you shared those feelings loud and proud? That's right. Yeah. Wait. Uh, so yeah, so Cash is on the outside, and of course the first place he goes is to see Q. I'm not exactly sure what his name really was. Um, yeah, it's Q. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, oh, that's right, he popped up in, um, oh, he, uh, he's in, in all Ace kinds of stuff. As he's a in, boner yeah. or whatever his name was in that movie, but yeah, just, just a weird, awkward genius that makes weapons of mass destruction apparently including exploding security dogs yeah but he was in scrooge just michael j pollard he's in scrooge that's right yeah, scrooge. uh yeah. i mean he's in a lot of great stuff i mean I, but i don't know why he was in this movie because you're, you're absolutely right he is a cue for for criminals but yet he works with his buddy who's a cop yeah well you know they they want to have the latest and greatest in uh death yeah. technology you know hey he's just open to the highest bidder that's right well, he just gave all the stuff away for free, so I don't know if it's that's true. Well, he's not a good businessman, but <laughs> <laughs> his his manager was out for at that time. Like, like uh, I assume Cash knows uh, the manager's schedule very well, and is like, <laughs> "All right, I gotta wait till after four thirty, then I'll go see him." <laughs> well, well, be good with him. He he just passed away in November, so um, so he was one of those guys that you always saw acting crazy and weird, and um, but. Again, he was also, my favorite was he was in Super Bowl. He was Mr. Mitzelblick. Oh. You put a little derby on him and give him a little, a little white hair. He looks just like him. He was great. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I haven't seen that, but yeah. He, he was in Sleepaway Camp 3. Oh. I know you've seen 1 and 2. <laughs> Obviously 1 and 2, and then I just kind of <laughs> fell off the series. <laughs> I said, no more. I, I, you lost me on 2. I feel just, you, you went against the formula. Is Clint Howard in it? Then I'm not interested. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so what happens? Here? Oh yeah, so yeah, Tango goes to see the uh, the witness guy, the, the guy from Total Recall, and yeah, he gets away. He starts singing like a canary, but then runs off to his car and it explodes. Uh, I, Cash I, goes somehow to I missed that part. I really, I guess I missed that part between when he when Cash went to the crazy queue and then to the Cleopatra Club. I, I I guess I maybe I look down to have a snack. I don't know. Did uh, you see I, the uh, see him go to see the voice authenticator between those? I did go. He when he went to the the, the little guy's house. Yes, and he blew yeah. up the. He's like he's in a soundproof room and he starts shooting everything up. And yeah, yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, yeah, okay, because that was yeah. That was, apparently, that was just right before he went to Cleopatra's to you know see Catherine doing her dance drums routine, which I'm sure makes her a steady steady income one moment please seriously you had to whack it with your tail no not her tail her ass her entire butt she rubbed her hole on it she rubbed, rubbed her, her whole, whole hole. hole on it 
release the cat, the butthole cut. Is that not the <laughs> cats? Release the butthole cut. <laughs> Coming to EILFM Max, the butthole cut. <laughs> That's basically cats. Like, hey, you look sad. I think I'm going to show you my butthole. Yeah. Now, cat, I'm good. Nope, nope. Here's my butthole. We get closer with it. Yeah, when a beautiful woman says you look sad, let me sit on your face. That's a slightly different reaction from me. You cannot deny the power of the butthole. (laughs) Look into my eye. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, so basically the cops show up to Cleopatra's Club 2. So Cash sneaks around and uh, gets backstage where we get some nice little backstage boobies in uh, Catherine's dressing room. Yeah, Yeah, but it's not Terry Hatcher, so I kind of feel ripped off. Yeah, well, you know. Has, has Terry Hatcher gone topless? If she didn't go in this movie, there's no other movie that she'd be in after this because she started to become actually something. I mean, <laughs> what was she before this? I don't remember seeing her uh, anything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know it was like what, Lois and Clark after this and Desperate Housewives and all that. But yeah, before she did this... TV. She's not getting naked on TV. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> what could have been? Uh, but they they decide, like, okay, we got to sneak out of here. Well, we can't just sneak out of here. The cops got the place surrounded. So, Craig, how are we going to get out of here? Well, you do what most men do, and that is a gender swap, because that's how you do this. This is If they're looking for a guy, yeah. then you send out the woman, defenseless in the world, dressed like a guy, and then you come out looking like an absolute fucking nightmare of a woman. <laughs> so, Craig, that, that, girl's hot. that was going to be my next question. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate Kurt Russell as a woman? <laughs> well, there's separate pieces to this because we talked about, I don't know if this was on air or off air, because we just talked about it a little bit. From uh, the toes to probably mid thigh, Hey, not bad. Good, good, good legs there, Kurt. Kurt has got some good There's legs good on legs him. for days. So, so from yeah. the toes to the base of the ball sack, you're saying <laughs> to the toes and to, to the toes until you know where the manhood shows up. That's right. But then toes to tuck. He starts getting a little manlier as we go up, and then you. I mean, I'm sorry, Kurt. You have a man's face. There's no way around this. Yeah. He made Jonathan Lithgow look good in Garp. Yeah, <laughs> he damn near had stubble going and everything too. Like he's got a big chin, and yeah. oh, but it's just not—it's not even just the big chin. It's just that it looked so damn manly. Oh, and the the wigs, like the hairstyle, like really accentuated the uh, the rugged jawline. <laughs> yes. And what is the outfit he's wearing? Because he's definitely not wearing anything that anybody wears in the eighties. He is—he's dressed oh, like no, a nineteen forties. He's 1940s... definitely dressed like a stripper. He's coming yeah. out of a strip club. Come he doesn't on, look he's... like a stripper. He looks like he's trying to be uh, Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so guys, uh, yeah, he's got a vital dress on. Come on. When, whenever I see Kurt Russell in this outfit, I immediately think of the movie Basketball <laughs> and the uh, the girl that Squeak picks up on. Hey, she's here, man. That girl from the bar. That's a guy. What? A guy? Yeah, that's a dude. No way. You're just saying that because you want her for yourself. No, dude, I'm saying that because she's a guy. It's impossible. Just look at her. She's got the cutest little upturned nose, softest lips, sweetest Adam's apple. And I'm not saying I want to make sure that I am, you be what you want to be. I am not, I'm just saying that on a scale of one to 10 looks wise, that is a Kurt Russell. That is not Goldie Hawn. Yeah, so so if Kurt Russell would have been cast in Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, 
you might not have seen it in theaters. Hmm. Is Patrick Swayze still in it? Oh no! Obviously, obviously he's replacing Swayze. Yeah, but th- we, but then you have Guy Pierce too. No, that's Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. You oh, would have I John get Leguizamo my, see, and uh, I Wesley get my Snipes. drag movies mixed up. Yeah, I've seen so many of them; they all blend together. You know, they, they all do tend to be road trip movies. Because <laughs> yeah, isn't Hugo Weaving in that one too? Yep, yep. It's uh, Mr. Smith, <laughs> G- General Zod, Guy Pierce, and Mr. Smith go on a wonderful adventure across the outback. Yeah, yeah. they got to be uh, a hawk and a frock on a rock. That's right. And then, so then, who's in the, the Julie Newmar movie? That's Patrick Swayze, Patrick Wesley Swayze Snipes, and John Leguizamo. Was Wesley Snipes correct? Yes, Wesley yeah. Snipes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. There's here, another flawless yeah, one. Yeah. Here's one: Wesley Snipes or Kurt Russell? <laughs> oh, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> See, with him, if you just look at him from a certain angle, it's not up until the face that you start realizing, like, well, that's just a really, that's a really in shape woman. Oh no, those shoulders yeah, give it shoulders. away. Those shoulders. I know they do, but it's, it's still. She's like, uh, you know, maybe, but when you get turned around, it's freaking Wesley right, Snipes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Simone Phoenix. Woo! So I now just I will pulled say- up uh, Kurt Russell's picture. So yeah, I mean, he's wearing just like a slutty vinyl dress. He does have to have the uh, the silk scarf. Well, he's got a choker to cover his Adam's apple, and then if you look closely, he has to have the silk scarf to cover the uh, chest hair. Oh yeah, because wow. that's a deep V. <laughs> that is a deep V. I think it's the scarf. It's wearing that extra scarf because I'm looking at him and he does kind of look. He still kind of looks like he's. I guess it's the glasses that he puts on the sunglasses later. Oh yeah, he puts uh, on the sunglasses to uh, the forties. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to cover his eyes, but still leave that chin fully exposed. <laughs> yeah, and and the five o'clock shadow too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the straight out of prison shave that he has going. <laughs> and then we have the we get the lovely line from the police officer, uh, "Dykes on bikes, am I right?" <laughs> well, yeah. Well, this I'm getting a very Hedwig and the Angry Inch vibe from Kurt Russell in this. <laughs> <laughs> A movie we also did on matineeheroes.com at Musical Month. So you can go back to our archive and do that and watch that. <laughs> Good old shit plugger, Craig. I'm starting to learn. I've uh, You guys have said your, your podcast so many times on mine. I just learned how to do it. <laughs> For a while there, Wait, he was mean... starting to, to promote ours too, because it was just habit hearing it. But now he's realized, oh, no, no, I can substitute everything I learned for movies for man- matinee heroes. And I almost said manatee heroes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and you can go to matineeheroes.com slash store and get a full collection of our manatee t-shirts so after they escape on the bike uh we cut back to Catherine's house where uh apparently uh cash has slipped a disc or something and, yeah uh, it's a disc trying... it's almost spelled that way yeah yeah right <laughs> he's trying to slip a disc in her but yeah, yeah they're simulating massage. sex in a massage way yeah 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 a whole lot of a uh, little, little double entendre thing going on and of course, this is the time Tango sneaks into the house to hear uh, what could, could be his girlfriend, could be his daughter, could be <laughs> perfect little side piece, whatever. I don't know. Could be a stripper friend of his. We don't yeah. know at this point. Uh, making sweet love on the couch to what sounds like that oh. asshole he knew from prison. Uh-oh. Oh, my. Oh, it's all. It's I can feel sad. it going in. Uh, oh. Yep. Faster, harder. Well, there's a guy in the window. Ah, attack through, tackle. Oh, it's the captain. Hey, hey, captain, how's it going? I do have a question because they do tell you exactly what time it is. Do you guys remember what time it was at that when he did that? 
Miller time? It was it was quarter to four in the morning. Really? I want to know what the captain is doing creeping around people's houses at 345. Well, because he came to talk to them. Yeah, I yeah, know, he, but he, <laughs> what? He, he knew they were going to be there at some point. That that's, But nobody is wandering around at 345 looking. They know that's like, oh, he's I'll, I'll catch him at 6 a.m. <laughs> Especially that guy that old. I mean, he. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. He was hiding in the bushes waiting for the rendezvous time. Heard some commotion going on in the house. He's like, oh, I better. Uh, I better check this out. I uh, seem to remember uh, Tango's sister being uh, quite voluptuous. And then, oh shit! So sorry, Ray. I I thought I heard something going on in here. Why why are you attacking me? <laughs> <laughs> Please get off my erection. I mean, my leg. <laughs> but this is also where we find out Catherine is his sister. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I ran down horseshit. Oh good. Oh good. <laughs> Uh, well, they yeah, tell apparently... her, wait a minute. No, hold on a second. They introduce her early in the movie in his office as his sister. Do they? Yes, they do. When? Because they didn't the say sister. Of, beginning of the movie. No, they're just arguing in the office. They yeah, never they're, say sister. They're, they're just I arguing. He's... Apparently, he's supporting her financially. And yeah. it's implied that obviously, because this woman's a good 20 years younger than him, that it's like. Okay, well, it's his girlfriend because it's sly. Or I thought they mentioned that she was a sister. Nope, nope, nope. nope. No, this is supposed to be a don't. big reveal. Yeah, they, they, they specifically, as somebody who's seen this movie many times, they specifically yep. don't. They're, they're having the argument, and she's, it's just, she's just like, I just want to take a little break. You know, yep. I just want to go. I, I just need to go find myself. Well, you know, finding yourself is one thing, but, you know, taking a six-month vacation is another. A dance tour is not a vacation. Look, it's just going to be for a couple of months, and I'll be making my own money. You can have that place to yourself. I guess I just assumed, like everybody else, that it was a sister, because there's no way they're, they're old enough. That's That'd be too gross for that movie. <laughs> well... Now that everybody's on the same page, they found out that the uh, the feds are on the case. Uh, like uh, um, they got a tape. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Basically, they uh, sneak into uh, the ponytail Cockney guy's room. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he's at this hotel. Go check it out. Um, but he gets the drop on him. But then they get the drop back on him. It's like real pointless. But uh, then they start shug knighting him over the <laughs> uh, from the roof and uh, hanging him over the edge. And they're like, tell us who's behind this. And he's like, whatever, just fucking drop me. I don't care. I was waiting for that. I was hoping that would be the, 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 the twist is that they just dropped him. Right. In a real movie, that would have been the twist. But <laughs> actually, what movie was that where they're just like, OK, cool. Ah, splat. Oh, what was that? The I know that the in um, Captain America. They threw they, the guy off the side, and then Falcon swooped down and picked him up. Oh no! no this, this one went to completion. Yeah, oh. we. Oh damn it! I can't remember. Yeah. my brain <laughs> just because uh, they threw Agent Sitwell, Maximilian O'Hara. Yeah, it was probably McBain. <laughs> yeah, very very similar scene in McBain. But... <laughs> yeah. McBain. Uh, but Plan B is put a grenade in his mouth and uh, basically play good cop, worst cop, and. Uh, Basically, that makes them sink like a canary. So, yeah. And then, uh, and then for the coup de gras, they take their grenade, shove it down his pants, walk away. What? What? No! No! Yeah. Oh, is it that? Yep. Smash cut to Q's office, where now they uh, are introduced to Super Truck. 
Uh, yeah, super fan. Yeah, <laughs> super fan. Nineteen seventy-seven. Check it out. Uh, oh, Craig, we've got a series of movies for you. <laughs> Do tell. Oh, super fan. Yeah, uh, super fan. Apparently, in nineteen seventy-seven, there was a real glutton of uh, van-based culture movies. Yeah, there's like the van, super van, the van from Van Nuys, like the van from there, Van Nuys. It was one of those things like, you know, after Smokey and the Bandit where it was a hit, there was like all the Smokey and Bandit knockoffs. Apparently there was that with the van culture too. I, I, I don't know. I remember from the 70s, Super Fuzz. Now Super Fuzz was where a police officer gets irradiated and then gets these superpowers. But the, yeah. the, the lead actor was such a bad actor. It was crazy. Um, he, he was like one of these Ken doll looking guys from the 70s where he was yeah. a good guy, but he couldn't act or talk to save his life. And I think they dubbed his voice. It's just that crazy. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wait. No, because he's not like that. He's like a regular Ken doll, not like a, oh, okay. a He-Man doll. He's, he's like, he's <laughs> one of these good looking, weird, look good looking football types, but he can't, like a Sam Jones almost. I was going to say Sam Jones or, or uh, Reb Brown, one of those guys. <laughs> now I have to find out who that is. Cause I, I remember watching that show religiously on HBO. But yeah, so basically they still cue Super Truck, and uh, they're going to, uh, we find out Jack Palance's name is Perrette, something like that. Yep. Uh, he has headquarters at some airfield nobody knows about, but there's been a lot of construction out there. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, basically they ram the gate, there's immediately a chase, and we have a stuntman's orgasm for the next like seven or eight minutes, because uh, all kinds of rockets and nitro boost and just some fast and furious shit going on all throughout this, uh, I don't know, abandoned quarry set for explosions. Uh, and Pred is watching it all somehow. <laughs> I don't know if he has helicopters in the sky or an entire camera team on the sidelines filming all of it. But if you look at the screens, the shots they're getting on the screens are better than what we're seeing in the movie. Yeah, exactly. I wanted right. to watch that rather than what we were seeing. Apparently, he was seeing the A roll while we were getting the B roll in the movie. I, I don't know. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's monster trucks that come out of nowhere. And it's like, why are monster trucks at a construction site? Don't worry about it, Steve. Yeah, uh, it's none of your goddamn business. You just keep to the program. And that was actually Bigfoot. That was the Bigfoot. Ooh, the Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back in the 80s, you weren't around, but I remember Bigfoot was a big deal. Oh. Oh, 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 Craig, <laughs> did I mention I grew up in Utah, so Monster Jam was kind of my jam at the time? Yeah, but you're, it was your jam after the fact. You're, you're a 90s jam. I'm talking about 80s yeah. jam when this was a crazy new thing. You were already well-established when you got into it because you're true. about 10 I, years I, I younger than me. I was more of a grave digger, American Gladiators exactly. fan. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Bigfoot was the only car, and it was a crazy – it was like seeing Bigfoot. Once in a while, it would just show up in your town and be like, oh, my God. Like um, not Oscar, like everybody had one. Like the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, it just showed up in your town one day. And yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not gonna. Lie. I should. I can have the pictures on my phone. When we lived in Houston, the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile would park on our street half the year. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, we nice. would see it like every other day, like or we'd see it for a week at a time, and then it would disappear. It was just weird because like I'd go out, I'd get I'd get out of the, head to work, and there's the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, <laughs> and it would be there for a day so, or two. So Oscar Mayer was your neighbor. That's what I'm hearing. I guess. Either that, if we were near a ballpark, I don't know what the hell it was. <laughs> Craig, uh, I think you'll appreciate this. When I was about 10, my dad actually got to bring the gravedigger home because he was working on it. Nice. 
So we had it in our driveway because it was too big for his shop. <laughs> nice. You can't just leave Sweet that up there because people will steal it. Oh, the Undertaker. The Undertaker. <laughs> My Undertaker will take the grave digger to SummerSlam. That, that, that'd be oh, I'm done. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's a, I just know Bigfoot. That's about the extent of my, besides the Sunday, 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 racing action. I remember that. Come check it's only five I, bucks. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and it, Kids under 12 are free. I do do remember that, but that's about it. And then they would shoot, like, in the middle, they'd have, like, a stunt guy who's going to jump over, like, 58 buses. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was never never Evil Knievel. No, no. Occasionally, it was, like, Robbie Knievel, but it's usually, like, Stan Winstone's going to try to jump eight buses. (laughs) See, and I grew up with the actual Evil Knievel, so, I mean, that's... Well, I even had the toys, so the Evil Knievel motorcycle, you'd pull the, the red strip that you'd pull it out, and it would it was notched and you'd pull it out and it'd make the motor go and he'd shoot across the way and he would do just like Evil Knievel go about five feet and fall over <laughs> I should really fix the steering on this thing yeah. I'm just surprised it didn't burst enough flames I mean that would just make it cooler I think and more fitting for this movie because god damn so many explosions yeah. oh, so why does they... that quarry have so much gasoline in it <laughs> right just barrels stacked on top of one another and i can only assume shotgun shells in between <laughs> and what do they need trucks with all those lights on them for 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 night working yeah we'll go with that <laughs> for playing football games later come on craig yeah and my favorite thing of course is you're going to own a quarry you're going to be you're going to set up your lair to have a self-destruct bomb yes in a well-lit area in a cage it basically says this is the bomb and you don't even hide it yeah there's like a room for the self-destruct button almost it's like this could be my office but i think i just want to build it around the self-destruct button i'm not gonna cover it or anything it's just it'll it'll be a, a real a real test for people you know do i push it uh, and just in case they do, I will give myself 11 minutes to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's what happens. They go to the last building. Uh, oh, yeah. And they run the uh, their trucks or whatever into each other. In the, oh, well, let's in, talk about the, the truck. We didn't, we didn't even talk about the SUV with the 50 caliber gun attached to the outside as they're just driving down the streets of L.A. with a mounted 50 caliber gun. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, the 80s, man. Come on, it's Los like, Angeles. Second Amendment. It's like, it's like a gun rack. <laughs> it was massive on the side. I was like, there's no way you can't draw attention to yourself because these guys are fugitives. Someone's just going to pull you over just to check. It's Los Angeles. They're going to pull you, <laughs> you over. You got a just... permit for that? Yeah, I totally see it. Because <laughs> it's not like a tiny gun that would be like you open the door and it pops out. It's mounted on the outside and it's the size of two people. Okay. Yeah. Okay, have now that you live in Southern California, Craig, what do you think you'd be pulled over faster for? Having uh, the fifty caliber mounted to the side of your car, or having neon underneath your car? Mm, or tinted windows? Oh, or tinted windows? Oh, the tinted windows. I think they would get yeah. you. Yeah. The tinted That's windows the biggest first, defense because the neon is only at night. Because mm-hmm. they wouldn't know that, so you could drive all day and not have a problem. But the tinted windows at night or during the day, boom! If they can't see your head, you're dead. <sighs> Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so self-destructing but self-destruct button is hit. Uh James hit Hong the and the Russian dude get shot up. Yeah, yeah, but who hits the button? Uh was it Jack Palance? No, you forgot. I did. Terry Hatcher is kidnapped. 
The sister. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Kiki's there. She's being held hostage by uh, Ponytail. Um, <laughs> and oh, that's right. Cash got shot too. Uh, he took a bullet for Tango. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but then okay. So Ponytail's basically like, all right, put the guns down, mate. Jason Statham, and <laughs> it, it's more Jason Statham than than Paul Hogan. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so they put the guns down, and I'm like, cool. That's when Ponytail just takes the gun, pops both of them in the fucking head, pops Kiki, walks out of there. Yeah, game, game over, credits. <laughs> Instead, no, he's like, dumbest. and then said he's like, no. I'm going to fuck up everything. Ah, like throws the gun away and charges at him with like a butter knife. No, it's a, it's a straight razor. Oh, that's right. It's razor. That's right. That's right. He's going to shave them. He's going to shave Kurt's stubble because he saw him as a woman probably and said, yeah. you need a closer shave. I'm going to turn you to a good looking bl- poke. Yeah. Good looking bird. <laughs> yep. But uh, so yeah, there's fights. Uh, there, there's another guy that popped in for a, a minute to fight off Tango, yeah, I think. He's was. only there to fight Tango. That's the only reason he's there is because we can't have Kurt Russell fighting the main bad guy and what? Stallone just sitting there with his dick in his hand. We've got to actually have him do something. So they introduced this Kung Fu guy who's yeah. really good at kicking glass. He just popped up to like take their guns away from him, like, 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 like a valet almost. Like, oh, excuse me, I'll take those, blah, blah, blah. He's a butler. Yes, he just showed yeah. up and instead of offering him drinks, I'll take your gun. Can I have your coats and your guns? Thank you very much. By the way, if he had a gun or something when they were doing the standoff or whatever, that's all that would have been too. Pop, pop, done. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So this guy is a, uh, he's a jumper and a kicker. And basically all he does is destroy a bunch of curio cabinets and then uh i, th- I think it was a uh, uh, ponytail gets a grenade in his crotch and that ends that fight pretty quick yep nice thankfully little... he kicked him down the stairs so no one else would be affected by the grenade yeah <laughs> such a good take with the explosion you see him like rolling down and got the expression on his face like oh fuck it's gonna and then cut to a different scene where the explosion happens love it it's well the explosions outside are just gasoline and they they're massive but an actual grenade is just a little poof in his pants. Yeah, just a little poof. That's all it would have been, but... So then Jack Palance shows up in the Hall of Mirrors. Yes. <laughs> he, apparently this movie ends in Enter the Dragon with yeah. Jack Palance having Catherine now at his disposal. Uh, Craig, what happens from here? So uh, somehow he is angled in a position where they don't know who he is because he's got this room full of mirrors for just this, this, I guess this is his master plan, is that he knows that it takes 11 minutes, but it's going to take him nine minutes to figure out who he is in the mirror. And then once they don't, he'll kill the girl and then the two minutes remaining escape. But he didn't realize how smart and clever they both were as each gentleman, Tango, Cash, Cash, Tango, in their own sleuth-like Sherlock Holmes beautiful mind type ways decipher how they can shoot Jack Palance. They both shoot Jack. One shoots him straight out with a gun and of course Kurt Russell has to use the the gun that's stuck in his boot so he has to drop to the ground and lift his leg up to shoot him. They both, you see two bullet holes go right into the forehead of Jack Palance so they both did the exact same thing but different ways and they rescue the girl. So That's Stallone, right. he, what he, his was, um, 
the reversed monogram on it. No, his, uh, Stallone's was the ring on the finger was on the wrong oh. hand, and Russell was the monogram was backwards, and they both celebrate how clever they are, not realizing they still got two minutes to go before the bomb. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Craig. Uh, Did I so do yeah, a good job? Did I do a good job? Can I come absolutely. back? Absolutely. You got it down. You got it down. So they uh, pick up Catherine and they start running out of there in slow motion as, as is usual. As it ticks down the last couple seconds. I don't think that was slow motion, though. I don't think oh, that's a, I think that's how fast Stallone can run. Because <laughs> they looked like they were out of breath a lot. I mean, they were running, but not very well. I mean, you know, it, it, it has been a long day. And I, I mean, have they even slept since uh, they were being electrocuted? <laughs> we didn't even talk about them being electrocuted. Yeah, we kind of did. That's where Jack Palance showed up for some reason in the laundry room. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it's been a long day for him. I'll, I'll allow it. But uh, yeah, the headquarters explodes. Boom, self-destruct. And then, uh, of course, immediate bickering as uh, as any couple would have imme- yeah. after uh, an event like this. Oh, so good. Hoist-coital uh, bickering. Exactly. <laughs> they, they They all blew their loads at that point. They figure out, hey, we work well, pretty well together, don't you think? Yeah, well enough I can date your sister, right? <laughs> clasping high five. Yeah. Yeah, but it's clasping high five into the photo of a high five. That's what I love. Oh, they never let go from there, Craig. Like, they <laughs> they went home holding hands. Yeah. Like, the next day, press conference, they're like, you guys should probably, like, change for this press conference. You might want to, like, let go of each other's hands. Nope. <laughs> Nope, I'm never letting this one go again. <laughs> Shower together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll credits. Ladies and gentlemen, Tango and Cash. Cash and Tango. Uh, Craig, how many times would you recommend watching this movie? Ooh, um, that would depend on so many things. If you're completely sober, watch it once so people know what you're talking about. When you hear people talk about it, you'll know. But I, I, I don't love this movie like I do a lot of 80s cop buddy cop movies because this is really this is a redemption movie for both these guys this is beverly hills cop redo for stallone but this is also lethal weapon redo for kurt russell who turned that down and so this is just them doing something that they should have done in the first place (laughs) just five years yeah Yeah. because they even said (laughs) that he was doing a Riggs impression who's kind of like his version of Riggs in this movie kurt russell so it's just him. It's just like, oh, shit, the stuff that I turned down made millions of dollars. I screwed up. Oh, well, this is close to it. But let's be honest, for cash, they had like 58 people they had in mind before Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we got some fun facts about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Kurt Russell was the only one left, which is crazy because he's great. Oh, oh yeah. so well, good. Yeah, I think apparently at that point he had some uh, – you know, Big Trouble in Little China was a big kind of financial failure, Ooh. unfortunately. And, yeah, I blame you, the audience. Movie's amazing. Babe, how about you? Do you recommend Tango and Gash? Oh, on a daily basis. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd say watch it a couple times. It's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely crazy. This is just a great, if you're in a shitty mood or just, just need something to watch, it's sort of mindless. This is perfect. It's fun. It's upbeat. It's goofy. It's got some fun stunts. It's got some silly effects. All right. Well, well I know we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, Ooh. we have more beer, mm. fun facts, <gasps> and what we learned from Tango and Cash. Yeah. 
Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcast. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. And then sometimes we ate your cues in our mailbag. No big whoop. Yeah, no big whoop at all. So that's What Were They Thinking? You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Who the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. Wave at microphone. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just, oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, people. Yeah, yes. I am the master storyteller <laughs> yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers, yes, the Google Play, yes, Apple Podcasts, what else? Podbean, what else? Podcast Addict, goddamn, all that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere, worldwide, baby. Hustle, motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah, we gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want us here to say. Ah. Yeah, all that good fun stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> f- you. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't run the listeners away, Pete. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to everything I learned from movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. And we're back. Oh, my God, Izzy. Those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh my god, he said it! You get better every week. Ah! Uh, man, I don't know. All that uh, 
all that backstage boobagery and uh, shower scenes. I'm a little thirsty though. I don't mm, know about you. you feeling uh feeling like you might need to rehydrate? Yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, we have something from Lev Brewing. It's their Lev Czech Lion Pilsner style lager. It's a Czech yeah. beer since 1834. Uh, yeah, that's what we got. All right. Thank you, our local international market. Yeah, let me a moment while I pop my top here. Oh, it's top! Nice. <laughs> jingle, jingle. All right. And the pour. Ooh, that is a beautiful clear beer. Very pale gold color. It's got a white foamy head with lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles makes me... Smells a little skunky on the nose, not gonna lie. Ooh. Not oh, as yeah. uh, not as fresh as the last Leon we got. Best before July 10th, 2020. And a little reminder, we're in September Stallone. So <laughs> here, let's... Uh, we'll oh, don't worry. This. The alcohol will kill any of the bacteria. I'm not worried about bacteria. I'm worried about, you know, the, you know, that aroma Heineken has. <laughs> yeah, this... Um, it, it, your mean, cat just th- did that earlier. That uh, That's what it reminds me of, is the smell of a cat walking by with his butt in your face. Yeah, yeah, get a little light struck. It's actually not too bad. It's yeah. a, it's got a little bit of a light struck, which because it's in like a see through brown bottle, but because it, it's not in a can. But uh, yeah, overall, got a nice little hoppy character, good multi backbone, pretty yeah. good beard. Like to try it fresh. Yeah, not bad. We'll have to uh, get when they when they first get the shipment, and then I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Craig, would you be interested in any fun facts? If they're fun, sure. If they're facts, I don't care. So just make shit up. But if it's fun, I'll be happy with it. All right. Well, I'm in. Are they, the, are they super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts? They are. Yeah. Ah! All right. Rotten Tomatoes. Greg, what do you think the critics thought of Tango and Cash? Cash and Tango. Oh, and I don't know because I didn't. I only look on IMDb. So I, I, I probably know your fun facts, but I don't know this. I'm going to say, critic-wise, this was probably a 65. Babe? Oh, I think Craig is feeling wildly optimistic. Yeah. I don't think critics like this movie at all. This is like, they're tired of Stallone at this point. They've seen Kurt Russell, you know, make some mistakes in their opinions because critics are assholes. Um, I'm going to say 32. 30% with the critics. Ooh, shit. Dang, baby. Well, these Stallone movies you seem to have down. Apparently. Well, see, I... Uh, I take into account and factor in how much I think the critics don't like Stallone. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, here's maybe I'm thinking of the audience score. Yeah, I was gonna say the audience Here is the important go. one. What do you, What do you think, babe? Most go Craig first. Guess first. Right, guess no, first. I'm gonna go with 65. Like I did. But I, I got it confused because I I don't do Rotten Tomatoes at all, so I don't know how their system is. So I'm not familiar with it. But I do know that the audience is going to be a lot higher because people seem to really love this movie, and I think it's only because Kurt Russell's so charming in it. Um. Yeah, I people do love this movie. I don't know if as many people love it as Craig thinks does, because I think he's around people who love this movie. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I'm not. You guys are the only ones I know that were really excited to do this movie. Yeah, this he was movie. he was basing the 65 percent on you, me, and him. I am 65 percent. Um, I'm gonna say 42. 52 percent. Oh audio. shit! Oh, yeah. Split down the middle, so we were both right. Yeah, and and Craig, from having me on your show, you know I do no research. <laughs> yeah, I, and I don't. I, I watched the movie, but I, I I maybe looked at a couple of the 
the fun facts coming up, but I don't go into de- depth on the, the stuff, and I don't take notes. I, I'm just lost. So go ahead. What's the fun fact you've got for us? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, $55 million budget, worldwide gross, 63.4. So uh, widely considered a huge flop. Yeah, it it just is. I, I, I heard, what was that? Was there was some like action movie documentary we saw where it was like Tango and Cash was like the death of the action movies or something oh, like that. Oh, I seem to remember that whole documentary being a bunch of yeah. bullshit though. They were, because, oh, no, they were, because it was, uh, yeah, this was the death of the legitimate action movie, and, then and last then action hero. Last action yeah. hero was the like the death nail in the coffin of all, and it was just a bunch of bitter fucking pussy directors. <laughs> like, oh, people like my movie. Join us next week when we talk with two of those pussy directors. No. <laughs> Own it up! Come on, <laughs> you made fun trash for a while, and then people moved on. Move on with it. Come on. Yeah, this is definitely a '80s movie. This is. Overindulgent, yeah. coke fueled, uh, special effects and explosions, and then people got into rehab and went started to think of things in other situations. So yeah, I could. This is definitely an '80s movie. So there's nothing you could you know when you're getting into it what you're getting what you're going to get, and that's going to be crazy bullshit. Well, speaking of '80s, Patrick Swayze was originally cast as Gabriel Cash, but he <gasps> dropped out to star in. Wait for it. Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Coming soon. No. Oh, another just ancient eighties movie. Yeah. Fucking love it. Oh, would he use the throat rip here in Tango and Cash? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, pain don't hurt. That's right. Gonna make Oh, so good. Uh, Barry Sonnenfeld was the film's original director of photography, but was fired by Sylvester Stallone, who felt he wasn't being lit to satisfaction. Uh, so Donald E. Thorin was Sonnenfeld's replacement. I, well, I mean, the half the movies at night—that's his fault. Yeah, right. You gotta let me up. Oh, why don't we just do this during the daytime? That's ridiculous. Uh, the glasses that Stallone wears early in the film are his own, not props. He usually wears contact lenses in the films, uh, or I'm sorry, in his films, the lenses show that he is very nearsighted in one eye and has astigmatism. How can they see that in this movie? I assume that was a licensed uh, ophthalmologist who put that in IMDb facts. (laughs) I'm sure at least half of the people found it helpful. Right? Yes, now I I see Stallone in a whole new light. Thanks to Barry Sonnenfeld not being there. (laughs) Thanks, Donald E. Thorin. All right. The theatrical trailer shows some alternate and deleted scenes. Ooh, might have to check that out. Uh, alternate cut of the shower scene between Tango and Cash. Yeah, there's not all world sex in the actual movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so much deep throating. Uh, deleted or alternate fight scenes between Cash and the Chinese assassin, during which Cash says, I hate you, karate guys. And a deleted scene in which Tango is reading the newspapers and then pulling out a Spaz 12 shotgun at someone and shooting at some car with it. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. Hopefully that's the trailer we find at the beginning of this episode. So, <laughs> But Craig, Izzy, what did we learn from Tango and Cash? <laughs> uh, Craig, as our guest, would you like to hear Izzy go first? Yes, absolutely. Of course. Ladies first. <laughs> or you can go first. I'm okay with that, too. No, no. We've already decided. <laughs> it is decided. Well, I mean, I learned that Jack Palance can do no wrong. There you go. 
Have I got some movies to show you? Nope. Can do no wrong. <laughs> there, was there, a, can be... there was a time in the 80s when there was a lot of movies before time. Uh, see, a lot see. of it's sorcerer. Like Nick, it's like Nick Cage. Like, there can be a bad movie around him, but he is not bad. Mm. I don't know if Jack Palance is the same as a Nick Cage. <laughs> How many Academy Awards Jack Palance have? You know what? He was He's robbed. Pretty... That's true. Does he not have any? I thought he got one. Oh, I don't know. Did he get one for City Slickers? I thought he. I thought Jack Palance got one. Oh wait, he got two for City Slickers too. The Search for Curly's Gold. <laughs> of course, because he plays a dual role. Yeah. Both characters. <laughs> uh, Craig, what did you learn from Tango and Cash? Well, I learned that apparently Los Angeles cops in the '80s had access to much more technology and weapons than they used, and they were actually much more reserved than they could have been. So anybody complaining about the LA cops being overly brutal doesn't realize it could have been so much worse. (laughs) 18 months for voluntary manslaughter. Right. (laughs) But also the SUVs with the the Gatlin gun, 50 caliber weapons on the side. And yeah, yeah. They (laughs) had access to all that stuff, but decided, you know what? A good old blunt weapon. Good old Billy club is much better and preferred. I learned two ways to pick somebody out in a, somebody out in a hall of mirrors. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know if they have a monogram or a ring. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I two learned... things that are very optional because those things wouldn't work with everybody. He has won one Oscar. I just looked it up. Jack Palance has an Oscar. He has one yeah! for what? Excellent. Um, I'm going to see here. I just I says he's won he won uh, Academy Award in 1992 for Best Actor in City Slickers. Oh, he did get for City Slicker. Excellent. He, he was nominated. Yes, I thought so. Because I remember remember he did the push-up after he won it. The one yeah, on- I, I remember he got nominated, but yeah, yeah, for some reason. He's also been nominated in 1953 and 1954 for uh, Shane, which is his biggest role ever. Oh, yeah. And for Sudden Fear. But yeah, he's a, he's a, uh, how many does Nick Cage have? Uh, At least one. So there you go. They're both on the same footing. Yeah. How many times was he nominated? Uh, still just the one. <laughs> yeah, so so Shane, uh, Jack Palance has three, so he's better. Mm. Oh, I will right. not stand here and have you put down Jack Palance. Well, Nick Cage still has so much more career to go to match Jack That's Palance. That's true, so. yeah. He's still got time. Yes. Uh, oh, shit. You know what? You're absolutely right. Because Jack Palance got his first two nominations in the 50s and mm-hmm. then a scant, what, 38 years later? So, uh, yeah. We're about due for, uh, let's see, what would that be, 2033? Yes. When Probably the about the time they released Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> yeah, a Nicholas Cajasance. Yeah. Yeah, we just got... Oh, so beautiful. Well, I can't wait for him to win that Academy Award for the movie where he plays himself. I know. It's going to be fucking it's great. Be great. Uh, I just want to say I also learned in this that the obviously the sequel to this movie is going to be Tango and Cash 2, dot, dot, dot. Your sister is a stripper. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be Fast and Furious presents Tango and Cash presents Hobbs and Shaw. Too. No. It's obviously going to be called Cash and Tango. Ah, uh, of course. Hobbs and Tango. <laughs> Cash and Shaw. Exactly. Well, Craig, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, I understand you also have a podcast. 
I have two podcasts, actually. What? Yes. Well, not only do I have two podcasts, we just wrapped up our season of the video stream uh, cast off. So we've got matineeheroes.com. So go to matineeheroes where we talk about wonderful movies uh, that are fantastic. You guys have been on the show a couple times and we always appreciate you. We did a spinoff of that for a video. We did a game show. We just wrapped up our season uh, in the, on my birthday, August 23rd, which um, thanks for the card. <clears throat> And um, I wasn't invited to the party. <laughs> yeah, there was no party. We're social distancing. <laughs> Craig, uh, I would like you to know that uh, we, because we don't want that Rona, we kept our broke asses home. That's okay. That's why I said I appreciated the card. Anyways, Steve was on there. He he made it to the to the finals. Somehow. Somehow. I mean, not to the finals. You made it to the playoffs. But I'm also, I just started this one. It's been out for a couple weeks. It is the the Dungeon Files podcast which I play Dungeons and Dragons with folks every week. Ooh. And that one's Ooh. good because I don't have to do anything but play. I don't have to edit. Yeah. I don't have to do it. just going to show up. Those are the best kind, let me tell That's you. A, I, I don't know. This is the first time I've ever been on a podcast that on a regular basis that I didn't have to edit. That's why we love being on your show because you know, you know, half the time we'll watch the movie. The other half, yeah, we'll kind of wing it. <laughs> yeah, and I'll let it all the crap out that may or may not sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Why does it sound like Greg has a solo episode? Ah, it must be Stephen Izzy again. <laughs> uh, babe, uh, are you on social media at all? Oh, I am. You can find me just about anywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I've got all kinds of fun stuff over in my shop at untidyvenus.etsy.com. Uh, I have... That should totally be listed by then. Craig, at the time of this recording, they literally just like came in the mail. Uh, I made shrimp shrimp pun snicker stickers. Wow, I can't talk yeah. at all. Want to try that one again, babe? Shrimp pun stickers. <laughs> it has a picture of a shrimp, and it says "shrimply the best." Am I supposed to insert laughter here, or <laughs> don't worry, I'll I'll fix it in post. Yeah. Are you going to put a wild applause in there or something? Oh, oh triply the best. <laughs> no, they're actually pretty cute and fantastic. It's better than all the rest. Come on. Yeah, sure. you, next, the next one you should have is prawn, but not forgotten. <laughs> oh, see, I was going to do pornographic. That's good too. <laughs> Prawn Queen. You could do that one and put a little crown on it. Oh my god, I could do a whole crustacean pun line. Oh, I love it. But yeah, uh, yeah, we have got tea towels. We've got paracord made by the fabulous Steve. We've got prints, all kinds of fun stuff. Untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Steve, I understand you also have a podcast and promote it. <laughs> I do. It's called Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, you're probably listening to it. You're thanks soaking to your in it. Favorite podcatcher. Uh, but you can follow us at EILF Movies. That's Everything I Learned from movies. movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, let's see. Around this time in September, we'll probably be uh, on a bunch of uh different virtual comic-con expos going on we got invited to a couple to be on it's pretty sweet uh yes check out the utah remote con and, oh yeah uh, i'm gonna be involved with that oh really oh yes yeah. all of a sudden the queen just showed up hello hello, hello. hello. yes uh, utah remote. I, I forgot that this is September. yeah the 11, uh the 11th through the 13th is that right yeah that's it. yeah it's, it's that weekend definitely i <laughs> Uh, by the way, if you're looking for someone to uh, 
basically man a panel or operate a panel for a Comic-Con or some yeah. sort of virtual thing, hit up Craig at Matinee Heroes. He is the best. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, because that's, uh, that's where we have some of these. You know, we get some panels on. You guys get actual guests on. I have to fake guests on by having them on panels and then getting the recording afterwards but you actually have celebrities on i have to, i get celebrities on but they don't know it occasionally we do in <laughs> fact uh hopefully by the time this is recording uh check out some of our past interviews with uh hopefully amy johnston in the next couple of weeks but yeah, yeah. some indie filmmakers that's all right kinds indie of good filmmakers stuff. uh was amy johnston which one's she uh she you might know her from lady blood fight uh no. she was also like a uh stunt woman okay um, in a that, bunch i don't of know movies, like Deadpool nope she's not the one like i was thinking of are you thinking the peak Power Ranger? I was. Yeah, that's Amy. Amy Jo Johnson. Uh, she hasn't returned my emails. But, uh... <laughs> and Nicholas Cage, we're coming for your interview. That's right. We're circling around. We got all your friends and even your damn brother on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're next, buddy. <laughs> or maybe Stallone. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk to Frank Stallone. He's probably got better stories anyway. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And I'm Craig. And this is. Everything, Everything I learned from movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.